0: Ock Talk is brought to you in part by the Mammoth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash mammoth. Let's be healthy together.
1: You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics, and here are your hosts, Greg
0: Viscomi and Gary Kowal. Gary, we're back. It's been a little bit of time. People get antsy, but uh, they don't understand that the the, he, the heavy uh, social life that goes on. No, I'm just kidding.
2: That's why. That's why this is.
0: No, that's not why this is. It's just um, we've been busy. We're busy trying. You know they don't pay us extra to do this podcast we just love to do it so uh sometimes the the regular job gets in in the way but i am extremely pumped for today's guest uh because i think it's going to be awesome uh, his first appearance on the show 51 51 shows without this person on is just way too long and i'm gonna i'm gonna badger him no pun intended to get him on a little bit more um but we're really excited to talk a lot of things obviously hot button topics uh, you know, Mammoth, huge, 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 uh, in, in the world of men's basketball. And that is, uh, a marquee sport here. And we are really, really pumped to have, um, our head coach, uh, Mr. King rice on coach. Appreciate you taking some time here and a lovely day in the Jersey shore. Oh man,
1: this is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sitting
1: here with the two guys that, that do big things on campus. The intro music was incredible. Got a candle going, so the mood is right. (laughs) Scombs is using his very white white voice. I'm like, okay, let me warm up out here. But it's great to be here, guys. And, man, y'all had 51 shows. I'm number 51. Thanks guys, thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. Y'all been, You've for been most doing of it. it for years, that's and him now and Eddie for most of now it. y'all just finally in. let
0: me get on. That, I thought we were tighter than that. That's that's a bad job by me. I, I would, uh, you know what? I'm going to blame Eddie for that because uh, he's not yeah, here, here anymore. Let's blame Eddie. Eddie, that's, how come I didn't get to come on the show, Eddie? That's the only thought reason we were why. Tight
1: because he's not here. You changed after you got married, Eddie.
0: You changed <laughs> uh, for the better, of course. Of course. <laughs> like like we all do, right? Uh, no, but seriously, th- thank you so much. And actually this was, Co- this was coach's idea. We were, we were ch- chatting back and forth on text about uh, just the never, never stop changing um landscape of college athletics and specifically, uh, you know, college basketball and, and college football, probably a little bit more at the bigger level, but college basketball uh, and everybody's uh, number one topic is, is name image and likeness. And, uh, I, I will be a hundred percent honest, um, and I will fall on the sword on this until the until the day I die. You know, when we first started talking about name, image, and likeness, probably about a year ago. Right now, a year ago from now, I said, ah, "Yeah, it'll get to us, but it's not really going to affect us yet." I mean, I think it's going to be a couple of years, and uh, and, and then um, we went through the basketball season, and, and it certainly affected us. Uh, and and then Coach Rice went out recruiting and came back in off the road one day and closed my door and said it's here. Uh, so I will, um, forever fall on the sword and say that I, I, completely misread that whole landscape and that's why I don't coach or recruit. I just kind of, uh, write about it and try to get some other stuff done. So, um, just quickly, well, not quickly, but how fast has it been brought to our doorstep? It, it's here.
1: It, it is definitely here. And it's, um, and it's an exciting time for college athletics. It's any there's major changes as coaches, as universities, just people, you, you get nervous and you're like, well, what, what do you do? How, how is this going to work? And then four or five years go by and you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, this one is such a major. This is like an earthquake change. You know, this thing is is big, big, big because now kids get money. OK, so I didn't get any money when I came out. Okay, And I was a highly ranked kid, I, but I didn't think I should have. But I thought J.R. Reed should have got money because everywhere we went, every kid wore a J.R. Reed jersey. Mm-hmm. And he was the marquee kid, kind of like a Zion back then. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get money. So you just, you know, that's how college athletics was. And the trade was you got an education for your athleticism at the school. And that was the trade. And everybody signed up for it for as long as the NCAA was going. Well, then all of a sudden the money got so big and coaches and all this stuff and kids were getting stuck and and kids not having food and things like that. When all this money was going on, something had to happen. And I think it's right that it's happening. I just think we have to learn how to do it. You have to talk to your fans and the people that love Monmouth and just explain it's a different time now. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at things differently.
0: Yeah, you can't go two feet without – it's both sides of the story, right? There, there's people who feel the way you do and, the, and I think the way that Gary and I do too. Um, and then there's there's usually older gentlemen and women. I don't want to just single out uh, – It's, you know, they get that education. That's what they should be playing for. They should be playing for the love of the game, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's okay, but you can't have coaches. I'm going to use Nick Saban as an example. You can't have coaches making $9 million a year, and you can't have, and that's just on a salary. Forget about (laughs) endorsements and camps. And you can't have universities bringing in $54 million on a TV deal and say, well, that has nothing to do with the, you know, the the you know 12 kids playing basketball or the 100 kids playing football they're getting oh they're getting an alabama education which is probably $30,000 um
1: <laughs> well we don't want to hit alabama like that no we no 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 i'm it. saying I, I don't
0: i can't imagine it's, you know it's an in state you know fine institution i'm not bashing alabama i'm just using them as an example so like i totally understand that yeah no you can't now i think when you get a little bit further away from that that's where i i'm kind of like okay, well, Monmouth University is not making X amount of millions of dollars off of any sport on this campus, um, but we want to be in the game, and to be in the game, these kids are going to get compensated. So um, it's a reality now. I mean, you went out on the road, and, and you, I, I think everybody, it's no secret, you're a great recruiter. You're a great recruiter at Vanderbilt. Every place you've been, you've been a great recruiter, including here. Um, but at some point in time, you can be the best basketball coach and the, and and relate to the kids and the parents in the best way but at some point in time now the conversation always comes back around to what am i getting NIL wise well and and
1: in some cases it's the first conversation <laughs> it's and it's it's aggressive because now it's you, you let it out the bag so now parents think and and it's like well what are you giving my son and we're all from the time when the education was number one and parents wanted that the most. And, you know, but now, and, and we don't have all the information, so the parents sure don't have all the information. And then parents are talking to each other and kids are going, well, I'm going to get 600. And then another parent mm-hmm. is like, well, my son's better than him. I'm going to get more than that. And no one's, we just don't know where it's at right now. Now, with our, our team last year, Okay, we brought some kids in that everybody was talking about. Mama should recruit them. And they were on our campus. But NLI hit us last year. (laughs) Okay, and that last year I wasn't in this frame of mind of kids definitely should get something. I was like, in a year or two it will be at our level. Well, then every kid that we brought in last year asked the same question. And then when we said, well, we're not doing that yet, that was it. Mm -hmm. we love you, man, I thought I was coming here, but, oh, you're not doing any NIL? No, we're not. Okay, I'm not coming there. Mm -hmm. So, last year's recruiting class, we we lost some guys too that everybody wanted us to recruit. Okay, and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anybody's names, but they really wanted, we thought they wanted to be here, they said they wanted to be here, the people that were around them wanted them to be here, and then, money came into the picture and they went to a really good school with a great coach and they got a uh, they got compensated mm-hmm. now they've left that school and got compensated at another one this year <laughs> you know no fault of the kids it's just how it is now so even if we would have won that battle they were going to go again next year okay and that's just how it goes and then this year One kid, we we met with his people, we met with the coaches, we did all the stuff. We told him the numbers, what it was going to be, cost of attendance, Austin Grant. We got a little thing going, but NIL, we're not really there yet. Our school's working to get us there. And he had a great visit. And then he had another visit, and he was going to go. And before the visit, he calls me and goes, well, this school's offering me 50, Coach. Oh, you know, my man, I already told you what we have, what's the deal, and and then it he goes on to visit, and now it was fifty, and they were gonna hire his coach. <laughs> okay, so he calls me back, and I'm like, listen, man, I have what I have, and I don't, I'm not hiring a coach, right? Okay, but me and you are vibing, and it's been great, and the, and you're a graduate, and this could be a cool thing, and he loved it, and then he committed and we were all excited and then three weeks go by and we didn't put it out and three weeks go by and he called our assistants and there was some rumblings and you think that we're good and then next thing you know someone offered him eighty thousand dollars okay and we'll use me as an example when i was growing up i my parents made fourteen thousand dollars okay my dad would never accept anything from anybody he just wasn't that man but if somebody it was legal for somebody to give his son eighty thousand dollars do you know how i would have did it
0: Mm -hmm. okay
1: just because my family needed it like i probably wouldn't have went to the one i wanted to i would have went to the one that said eighty thousand so then my mom and dad could have a better deal okay now with my own son I thought the schools were talking around $80,000 for Alexander Rice. Kind of made me a proud dad. (laughs) Okay. And then he came home and we talked and he said, Dad, our dream was high major and all these things. And I know you're talking to all these coaches for me, Dad. And Dad, that that would be great to go to one of those schools because it was our dream for me to play at that level. You know that would be great, Dad. For about nine months, he said, "Dad, this is gonna be cool for our whole lives." And he walked from the eighty. Okay, now coaches got mad at me because I I wasn't sure he would come here. I I just he's my son. I had the staff recruit him. I recruited his mom. Okay, <laughs> but the staff had to work him because. how I've raised him, I would never make him do it. And especially after how our season was last year, this isn't Alexander Rice saving his father. This is his experience. And as his father, I got to make sure I'm doing what's best for him. Not, hey, son, now you got to come hook dad up. That's (laughs) not how we do it in our home. So for him to turn down to 80, I was the proudest father. Well, three weeks have gone by and... His 80 wasn't 80. Xander Rice would have got $250,000 to go play at a high major school. And I'm telling everybody right here today, Mm -hmm. I'm glad I did not hear that number. Because now that number is different. 80, I was a proud dad. Uh, I I know we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. 250 for a 22-year-old kid That's probably, you know, who knows? He might be good enough to play in the NBA someday, but that's not the way it's trending right now. And for someone to give him 250, and then he was going to get incentives for classes, and because he has all A's or A's and B's, so he was going to get money for grades and all, you know, it was a lot of stuff. And, you know, I just, I was the proud dad when he said no to the 80. Okay, that's a lot of money. And then it, I found out later it was 250 after he already said yes to us. And I was like, is that money still there?
0: <laughs> now you're the angry dad. Yeah, no, I'm like, man, why didn't
1: y'all tell his dad? What kind of recruiting was that? But it just, that's the stuff that's going on now. And, you know, I knew the people really well, so that would have been the number. And for, you know... Maybe he still, because he knew it was higher than 80. He, I don't know if he knew it was 250. He knew it was in the ones, though. He knew it was above that, and he said, no, I just thought it was 80. So there's, you know, but our families, we don't have to do it that way. Right. You know, There's right. my family, when I was growing up, needed that badly. You make 12000 13000 14000 you got five kids and two adults in the house. That's not enough. And then you have this kid that could get all these things. And my dad, my name's King David. So, you know, I was raised in the church. You don't just take things. Everything's not free. And we were that family. And my dad, the Lord was going to take care of everything. So we didn't need to take handouts from people. And, you know, so, but I wanted to provide for my parents. So I would have had to look at things like that to make my family better. So I don't fault any kid. But I just want our fans to know this is going on. And now this year, it's. last year we lost one or two. We've lost pretty much most of the kids we went after. We got Alexander Rice. We got Nikita, who's incredible. We got Boog Robinson, who's incredible, who said, you know what? I like what you guys are doing here. And their parents liked what we are doing. And they feel like if they come to Mammoth and do what they're supposed to do, they're going to get money on the back end. And that's old school thinking, but I really appreciated when they said it's not, that's not the number one thing King. It's your whole program and what you guys do for these young men. That's why we're going to still come to Mammoth.
0: Yeah. And, and Gary and I looked at, at bugs. It's funny. We just, you know, miles was bug, Now We got a new book. Um, Books highlights from Camden. He went to Camden, right? Not yes. Camden, not the other. One. Uh, it was pretty awesome. I mean, he can play, and he's a dynamic kid. And I know I want to talk a little bit more about NIL, but I do want to talk about some of the these new kids that are that are right now committed and in coming into the program. Um, and, and he's one of them. Like, wh- where do you envision? I know you haven't coached him a day yet, but where do you kind of envision him fitting in uh, with the team playing? Like, what what does he bring to to our our program?
1: He's an in- unbelievable young man <clears throat> excuse me first we recruited him for three years okay i loved that kid i loved his family and we actually he he came on a visit and we ended up he ended up going to albany and committing to albany and then it didn't work out so when his father called me i said man your son could come with us i'd love that i've been i was kind of mad at y'all when you picked albany over (laughs) us but i'm not that mad i'm a college coach i i get over being mad quickly (laughs) your son son could come with me if you guys still want to and they wanted to and and they came and uh cornelius has has committed again and i mean committed to us and he brings toughness he's a great student first off he's a great student he brings toughness. He can guard one through four and maybe one through five. Um, he played with guys that are NBA players. Okay. Dewan Wagner, Wani is a pro. The big boy that was down there, those kids are one and done. They're going to the pros. <laughs> Boog might have been their most important guy on the team because he did so many things for them. And he was a major guy, too, that didn't have to have the ball. And that made them win a lot of games. So, Wani could be the star. The other kid could be the star. And they had another kid go to St. Joe's and another kid go to St. Louis. So, there's high-level guys on this team. Someone has to be the guy that doesn't care if he gets 20 shots. And what Cornelius would do is he'd get 20 points on nine shots. Okay? But 12 rebounds and guard the hardest guy. So, All right. He can play multiple spots. He's by, his body's ready right now for college. Um, last year when he he came up here, him and Jack Collins hit it off. We're gonna be able to guard very very well when them two are in the game together. Um, but he has a great smile. I, I like those types of th- type of things. He smiles easily, and he's a big old strong kid that wants to prove. That he could play anywhere in the country and, and have success. So we're extremely happy that, that the the second time around he's he's coming with us.
2: Kinda of tie those two things together. You talk about NIL and then we we talk about Boog, but you you touched on recruiting him, you recruit his family and his his father. I met his father on, on his visit a couple weeks ago. Awesome, great, great people. Where do you find I think we've talked about it so much being around your program? One of your proudest things is how many kids you've graduated. Every year we take pictures of graduation. It's always a great day for you. Um, You've graduated every senior that's come through. Where do you find that balance now of, like, hey, i got to recruit a good kid like Cornelius, who I love his smile and I love that he does good in school and I love that he's going to be a graduate, versus the kid that comes in that can really play, that's asking for money, that might – not be as good in school or might not be the kind of kid that you would normally recruit. Where, where do you find that balance?
1: Well, I'm, I'm also the coach that likes to give people a chance. Okay. So I, I do, we do our research and we do talk to your parents a lot, especially me, because we let them know the things that are going to happen and how are you going to respond? And with our staff, we call the parents before we call the kid just to let them know who's calling their kid. See, because most families don't know about this college athletics recruiting. So people just start calling your son and normal families don't want random people calling <laughs> their children. Right. And even if they're a rich guy in your name, you don't want them. You called my son. What? And you know, and because we're college coaches, we just pick up the phone and call people's kids. And we call the parents and just say, Hey, I'm King from Monmouth or Brian or Ricky or Clive and, we liked your son at this tournament and we just want you to know who's calling him. Every parent is like, Oh my goodness. You're the first one to do that. Okay. And it just, for me, I, I went through recruiting. I know how it does families. I know all these things. So we try to get to the mom and dad and just let them know who's calling and let them know the things that are coming. And, you know, we, We do it that way to try to make sure we find the right kids. Okay, but we talk about this and laugh a lot bad you go. Because if you ask my staff, what's most important? They're going to say character. Okay, I know where I'm at. All right, we're not trying to bring kids that are going to mess up your program. And that's any program, right? But if you ask a college coach, what's most important? He's going to say, oh, you got to have character. Well, how do you know, like, he can play hoops? Okay? Because you have to go watch them play basketball. You watch, and the kid jumps over the rim and he dunks it, or he makes 25 threes while you're sitting there, and you go, I want him. (laughs) Man, I hope he has character. (laughs) Okay? But then if he doesn't, you have to walk. But a lot of times you don't, because that talent will draw all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say, well, this kid was not the right kid here. Well, if he's with me, I'll get him not to do that. And that's coaching, okay? And now I've had kids that I could really, really reach, and then there was kids I didn't reach as well, you know? And then the good thing is because of the relationships with the families, we didn't have a lot of kids leave in Monmouth, okay, in this new world. We will see some of our guys leave now. Mm-hmm. With the three this year, I love them kids. Okay, and when they s- decided, it hurts. Okay, I had three years with those guys. Okay, and then when a kid leaves, this is how I see it as the head coach. They're leaving me. <laughs> there was something I was doing wrong with these young men that made them want to be at another school. So that, that hits you. Especially when you recruit how we do. So all I could do is keep trying to do the right things by them, even though it hurt that they were leaving. Okay. And then you let them use the locker room still. Most coaches weren't doing that. We let them keep all their gear. We washed it for them. We let them play in the, like Mm -hmm. all the things that they were doing on our team. We didn't treat them bad because they decided to go to a different school. I still love them. I still tell them this is their school. They put in on everything here. Come with your head held high. We had a rough season this year. That's not what you you guys will be remembered by. Might be what I'm remembered by, but not you guys and their kids. So you try to, and you talk to the coaches where they're going and you tell them how they are Mm -hmm. and you encourage those coaches to coach them better than you did. And it, that's the world we're in now. But to uh, your question, Gary, you never know. You you do your research, you hope the kid is a good kid. And then sometimes a good kid will do the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that doesn't mean he's a bad kid now. That means he may he did a terrible thing. You don't just throw him away, you keep working with them. And if they if something happens where it's so Wrong. The school takes that away from it. They, I don't get to decide that. So, you know, we, we try to make sure we bring the right young men that the Mammoth fans will be so excited about. And I, I really feel we've done a, a really good job with that part of the recruiting.
0: Definitely. Uh, you can just, you know how I know we have high character kids and I'll tell you why, because when we're done with the press conferences at home and, and we're walking back through and everything's going through my mind and, All right, what do we got to do next? What time are we getting out of here? Blah blah blah. I look up and consistently, at least half of our team is signing autographs for kids that are kind of hanging around. Whether we won by ten or got beat by thirty, they always stop taking pictures, signing autographs, and I think that's I think that's huge for a kid who's nineteen years old, twenty years
1: old. And that's you know, a lot of times the coach gets credit for that, and you shouldn't. That's their parents. Okay, because if you make them do it, you'd be able to tell. If it was just King saying, hey, y'all got to go Mm -hmm. do this, then they'd be over there, they'd frown, their body language would be bad. We have the right young men, and they they enjoy And I remind them that used to be them and how cool it is when you walk past a little young guy and you go, hey, buddy, man, you look like you got a nice game. And then the kid goes home and works on his game for the next three years. Yep. Like that's the cool part, and you can see it in their eyes, and our guys truly love doing that.
2: Summer has officially started. I guess officially starts this weekend for us down here at the, at the Jersey Shore. But um, you've kind of had a different philosophy, I think, in years past. Of some years, you've had guys here all summer. Some years, let guys go home. You got about half your group here right now. Um, what what went behind that thinking to get guys here early and? And, uh, and what's that been like for the first couple of days?
1: Badge, you know I'm the straight shooter now. We lost a whole bunch of games. <laughs> you don't get to go home and enjoy the Fair whole enough. summer. Fair enough. I'm going to be here, mad, <laughs> figuring things out, how we don't lose all these games. And it, and we needed to work, you know. And, and our guys are doing well in school to where we, you know, we'll be able to and, – and Monmouth allows us to come so guys will be able to get ahead. So we're using our time wisely. And then our girls team did the whole 12 weeks last summer, and they won the CAA championship. (laughs) So I'm watching Jenny. I'm going to do what she's doing now. Come on, guys. I I just looked dumb. I told you all that. I'm like, hey, we're – no, we needed to – we got to teach some things. We, we, We weren't a good team. That was obvious on the court. But we, we weren't the same Mammoth guys last year on campus. Um, what it means the the proud Mammoth basketball family. We dropped the ball some last night last year on how we were carrying ourselves. You can have a bad basketball season on the court. You can't have a bad season on campus. How you represent? How you go to the other games? How you go to the girls' games? How you go around the community? And we didn't do the best job with that last year. So we're here this summer, and we're relearning those things. And we're going to remind them that they are these great young men from these great families that are very, very fortunate that this university picked them to represent it. And I I don't take that lightly. Um, And we're going to retrain these young men on how to carry yourself because you have this mammoth on the front.
0: Gonna circle back through to to uh, Nikita. They didn't play a ton at Tulsa. I know he had a couple injuries, and you know if you if you just go bring him up on the Tulsa website and look at his, you know, minutes per game and, and points per game, you're gonna say, okay, yeah, whatever. But recruiting somebody is so much more than than looking at what a stat line says, or what happened at a different school in different circumstances. What made you guys decide to bring him to Mammoth to and be a part of this program?
1: Well, how we met him, we were recruiting someone else on his team, and, um, you know, we were talking to both of them or one of them, and, and the kid said, man, my teammate. And we just started talking, and then you start doing research, okay? And he's a Ukrainian kid, tough I called Frank Haith, who brought him there. Called a JUCO coach. Called everybody you could call. Talked to the coach that had him this year, and we we have some Carolina ties, so he's gonna shoot you straight. And um, Nikita would have been he would have been close to an All League guy for Tulsa this year. He got injured. He would have been their starting center. Okay, and I understand everybody goes. Oh, it's mid major and mid major. Tulsa's in the AAC. <laughs> right. That's not mid major. That's Houston, who's been in the last couple final fours. <laughs> that's right. Cincinnati. That's right. that's private buildings, private gyms, separate for the men and the women. It's not mid major. Right. It's not apples. Okay, and it, it's apples not. And, apples. and and he would have been a starter on their team. He got injured. The kid did what was right for him because he was only going to get to play five or six games. Now, if you put his season on last year that he was the starter and didn't get injured, he averaged twelve points and eight rebounds. Now you're saying, wow, King got a steal. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't you don't know all those things. He mm-hmm. played for a Ukrainian national team when he was younger and he's a dude. <laughs> okay, and now he's he's graduated college. He's 23 years old. And his country's in war, he's not mad at the world. He's a graduate that's gonna have almost a master's that is this kid that is tougher than everybody. Mm. Okay, he's in the gym guarding Moses Brown every day and he doesn't take one step backwards. Okay, Moses Brown's an NBA guy seven three and he's huge. Keita doesn't take any steps backwards, he's just gonna keep competing and keep competing. And probably four teams in our league wanted him and we beat them. All four at the top of our league wanted him and we beat them for this kid. So I think the mom fans will be extremely happy when they see him on the floor. And um, and then he's a triplet. He has a brother who didn't get, uh, who signed up for the war mm. just recently. He has, and then his other sibling is a sister and she played ball and she's back home in Ukraine too. And he hasn't been home in about five years and now his country's at war. And, you know, I asked him in recruiting, I said, after I got to know him a little bit, I said, Nikita, man, tell me something. Are you mad at Russians or Russia in general? Like, just talk to me, man. He was like, no, coach, not all of them. He's like, why would I be? He goes, coach, this is what they do to us. This isn't the first time they've invaded our country. He was like, and the, the player at Cincinnati who's Russian came up to me and said, Hey, I want you to know my dad lost his job cause he won't support the war. Okay. He said, so that guy and me, we stayed in touch. We're friends. Mm. He was like, there's a girl from Russia that's at Tulsa that plays a sport. And she's saying she's with Putin on everything. Well, she's a jerk. <laughs> and I was like, this kid is teaching me so much right okay. now I said, well Nikita I'm not from Ukraine and I'm mad at him just because I feel what I've learned is they took your they're trying to take your stuff man yeah. and I don't think that's fair when someone just takes someone's stuff so I'm, I'm it's not impacting me on a daily and and he's not angry he's just <laughs> this is what goes on sometimes coach I'm not gonna let him touch my heart and make me angry. And I'm like, wow, I need to be around him more, okay? Because I'm quick to get angry about something, especially if you're doing it against me. So he's he's been incredible. Uh, I've already made him one of the guys who's in charge for the summer um, because he just does everything he's supposed to with great energy. So I'm I'm super excited about Nikita.
2: One last guy, I think, for right now that we are – We're bringing in Gabe Spinelli. Just talk
1: a little bit about him. Gabe, uh, everybody in college basketball knows his father, Scott. All right, when when Scott was showing people, you could send your kid to prep school and play basketball and help his grades get right back in like '85. (laughs) (laughs) All right, when nobody knew how to do that. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Now everybody now everybody knows how to do it. But Spinners one of the guys, so. Everybody, I knew him long, long time, but really got to know him. He was an assistant coach at Nebraska when I was getting back in, and we were gonna work together, and then it fell through. But we've always been tight, and his son Gabe was at uh, Evansville and is a very, very tough, hard nosed. As, as Spinner told me, King, he, he's like you, man. He want to get all in your face and, and swing and do all this bumps and all that. And, and, and he's also the dad played with Kyrie's father. So they're close to Kyrie's family. Gabe got a lot of game. He has a lot of game, and he's going to get an opportunity here. And he's only going to be a sophomore, so he has a lot of years here to grow. And he's just a worker. And it's funny because Alexander's out in California right now. And Gabe was out in California. They're both staying in Manhattan Beach, like two five minutes from each other. They've never met, but mm, they've they've mm. Instagram now, so they were supposed to get together. And it's just cool with my son coming. Now he's reaching out to guys and getting to know the guys on the team already. But we're expecting Gabe to be a hard-nosed one, two, two one kid that's going to have a lot of success at Monmouth over the next three years.
0: And uh, we're not going to get crazy into Xander because I I think the next time we have you on, we'll have you both on. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll be an awesome, just a really, really awesome. um, If he talks, he don't talk enough. Sometimes we can get, we we get him open up. Y'all might be,
1: we might have to put me in the other room and (laughs) let him sit in here and then he'll tell y'all stories about how crazy his daddy is.
0: But, but I think that'll be a really cool episode, so I don't want to get crazy into that. But if, if you could spend a minute just on, on what, if you weren't Xander's father and he was coming to play basketball here, what would you say about him?
1: Xander is, he can play multiple spots. He's super bright um, on the floor and off the floor. Um,
0: Thank you, Summer. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um,
1: the thing he probably does best is shoot the ball um he's not the he he's he's a better player than he thinks he is okay most kids like when i was a kid i thought i was the best kid no one could do anything with me that's how most guys think xander doesn't see it that way he thinks he's a good player but just as a person watching him he's better than he feels and that's something he and I are going to work on all this summer. And it's, I'm excited about that part of it. Um, he's very unselfish. He's a kid that does what you're supposed to do. So when guys don't do right, it bugs them, which is shows signs of great leadership. Um, I've had some of these schools that recruited him, Georgia being one of them. He took one of those tests, uh, personality tests or whatever and georgia said king we never had a kid score this high okay he's graduating with a psychology degree from Bucknell, so he's probably analyzing his dad way too much (laughs) he's definitely smarter than me um but this is gonna be one of the coolest things i've ever been a part of just because the man that he is becoming is so cool to see so now I think I'm mature enough to be able to coach him. Out of high school, there was no way I would have been too hard on him. My expectation level wasn't right for him. And I'm his dad. I wouldn't have stopped. No one would have been able to tell me anything about my own son. And the cool thing is, is Nate coached him and taught me more about him. And now he's more open to talking about everything. And it couldn't feel better as a dad right now. And he's so mature. He's calling. We're talking. He's hitting me with what he wants to do. He's trying to get me to go on a... We're taking him to Hawaii for his graduation present. And now there's some workouts going on in Oahu. And we're on the big island. And he's like, yo, dad, so they said it's like $25 to fly from there to there. And I'm like, did you forget the part, I don't like flying, bro? And you're getting me to fly over there, and now you're going to get me to fly on the puddle jumpers from island to island, bro, so you can do a workout? So, I'm going to be on the puddle jumpers.
0: All right, guys, I'm I'm, I'm We might have to call you after that. (laughs) Can you just drive that one? Can you drive that one? You just got off a 20 minute flight from island to island on a 13 passenger plane. How'd that go? um well i've been to hawaii a couple times a friend of mine lived out there it is awesome and that sounds like an awesome trip and i think i'm glad you touched on the reason why Xander decided not to come or you guys decided as a family not to come right out of high school because i think that's a natural question Mm -hmm. people are like oh go play for your dad well i I look at it i immediately looked at it the other way not because of you or Xander. just like well why play for your dad like go Mm -hmm. go play for somebody else and and go to bucknell and get that education and everything Um, So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds.
1: No, and that, you know, and guys, you got to understand we're a close family. Okay. So when we went through it, I have experience in recruiting. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. So I paid attention and I told him, find something. You always have this. Like he was a good enough player to come here. So I was good, but I wanted him to find what he thought. And I want him to find what he was looking for. And Bucknell came every game he played all the time they just kept coming the whole staff and they kept coming well that showed me how much they wanted him so and then on the visit I didn't get to go because I had to go recruiting and (laughs) like so I didn't even get to go on the visit and before he decided we were in the living room and I could tell that's what he wanted to do and I said well what's up man what are we gonna do and he said dad are you sure you're okay if I go to a different school (laughs) And I was like, man, I didn't do all this stuff for you, you know, this your journey, man. I had my time, dog. You gotta do what's best for you. Come on, dad, you sure? And I'm like, Zan, you gotta do what's best for you. And then he called Buck now and said that's what he was gonna do. And whole house crying. <laughs> but we were so proud. And and guys, you gotta understand, I'm first generation in my family to go to college. Okay? No one went. And then I got to go because of sports. I was good at sports. That's why I got to go. If it was just my grades, I don't get to go. I would have went in the military like my brothers did. Okay? And I'm proud of this. You know, my dad never went to school one day. Not kindergarten, not anything. Ever. Okay? He has a son that he makes good at sports, and he goes to North Carolina. And then his son is really good at sports, but his brain works where he could go to school anywhere. And he went, to, he chose Bucknell cause that was best for him. So how I see it, my dad lifted it up out of some tough circumstances and taught me enough about education being important. So now my family can have some things and now my kid went to a school like a Bucknell and his little brother, mm. he's hitting numbers in school that Xander wasn't even doing. Like on the all the tests, you know, and it's like, and I was bad at those tests. So it wasn't, so I, because my dad had this dream about education, I have these two sons that we have an opportunity to reach some heights in the Rice family that when my dad was doing it, and even when I was doing it, we didn't think that we'd get it that way. We thought we could move up because of sports, but not intellectually. And... You know that's that's pretty big movement in you know one two generations.
2: It's incredible. There's like you said, two generations from you, your father to you to your son. It's uh, it's amazing. It's crazy. It's, I've heard the stories before, but it's just and that's similar to a crazy. lot of families. I sure. think that's yeah. why
1: people relate to it. I've met people here that are board to trust people and said, "Man, I was first one too, King." <laughs> you know, and it's like, wow, that's right. And because of education, you really can change. You can change the direction
2: change your whole life.
1: of so many things. And I was mad at my dad when he was making me do all the school stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful to him now.
2: Um, I want to touch on one thing in, in your program. It's something I'm working on um, putting out there from a communications standpoint, part of my job. But um, you two guys part of your program that achieved some really high academic things this year. One of them we know all about is Jack Holmstrom. Um, he graduated in three years, which is, in and of itself, inc- unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, in honor school. In, in the honor school, <laughs> school with a 4 <laughs> um, He gave a presentation to, I know you were there and our team was there, um, about financial literacy and, and a whole long presentation. He sent me his video. I haven't watched the whole thing yet because it's about an hour, but I've seen a lot of it, and it's really impressive. And then um, a, a team manager who was with you for a couple of years, Justin Dempsey, who finished the top of his class uh, in the business school. Pretty incredible, I think, for your program to have two guys on this campus achieving that much in the classroom.
1: Once again, that's one of those things where the credit goes to those young men and to their parents, to the kids that they have raised. Um, Because Jack Holmstrom, we were at the girls' game, and he has his books out. Okay, No one else has their books out, but Jack Holmstrom has his books out. And Justin, I, I like as a likable person, that kid is like off the charts just every single day. He's always happy, just and I didn't even know he was that great at school. I just I bragged about him every day. And didn't even know he was top of his class. I then he told me that. I'm like, what? No, you're not. Jack is. He was like, no, Jack is in that part. I am in this part. <laughs> and I'm like, well, just thanks for telling me, bro. Like you should have been told me that I would have been telling everybody around here. So credit to those young men that they and their parents that taught them the discipline to be able to do that, to be able to be away from home and stay at the top of your class. And Jack's playing ball. Um, his dad's mad at me because he did get a couple of tattoos, man. So mm. I didn't. He did get a couple of tattoos. So his dad's like, he was smart and all these things. So I sent him to you. And now he's smart and all these things, but he has tattoos, King. But I am just so proud of those two dudes. Okay. And now Justin is going to help our program now. He wants to do basketball. I probably shouldn't say it on here, but man, he would be a great candidate for like a graduate assistant spot or something like that, where <laughs> because he's so great at school and he wants to do basketball, he could live at his parents and we could have him go to school and it would save him some, and he could work with the team. That could be pretty cool, but we'll see. But Justin's going to volunteer um, to help our team as a coach and, I told him, you could go in the world and and start your career and probably do better than all of us, and he loves what we're doing. And he's very close with the guys. He was with Sam Fagan every day, even in the summer, doing extra stuff. And it just we're fortunate that he wanted to be a part of our team, and he was as good of a manager, and that's at Carolina, Vanderbilt, wherever I've been as any kid – and now he's going to be part of our staff as a volunteer unless we can find a way to make him a grad
2: that's all it's awesome he'll, he'll be back to, to help you out and and it's just a really cool thing and jack and, jack obviously will be back for his his senior year um
1: and jack's jackson uh, the the master's program business you know that's what he's trans and he has two years left because the covid year so he's gonna get half of his uh mba, MBA yep this year which would be four years and then he got next year and he's going to finish it so five years and i have to tell you that was the plan okay i just didn't think he'd be top of the class and my thing with him was jack you got to stay disciplined because you're not going to drop your grades on my watch and all this stuff and he's done even better than we could have imagined
0: he's a special kid great kid too um all right. Well, we've taken up like forty-eight minutes of your time, Let's which go. is it a lot. It goes fast. It does go fast. And uh, this, we—I will promise that I will promise everybody this: it will not be another fifty-one episodes before we have Coach Rice back on. Uh, you know, one thing we kind of touched on re- really quick—that we, you know, we are in the works of, of, and me and you have been working really close on this, and, and a couple other folks uh, of kicking off the first Mammoth Collective. And, um, we are doing it with a company that is, has done things the right way. They have a proven <clears throat> track record. Uh, they have a lot of schools from the mid-major size all the way up to the biggest of the bigs of the bigs. Uh, and that's going to be a really exciting thing. I'm, I'm hoping knocking on wood here that, uh, we have an announcement in the next 10 days or so. So, uh, there will be a way for all of our fans and our supporters to directly positively impact, uh, the the kids that are not only part of basketball because the collective is not just a basketball collective it is a Monmouth University collective you'll be able to direct your gifts to any um, program you'd like and that will directly go to our student student um, student athletes uh, so there will be much more information on that to come and uh, I'm really excited about it it's something that I got to be honest with you a year ago I thought okay man this is like seems like a mountain that I'm not even sure we can climb here at Monmouth. And I wasn't recruiting anybody. I was just thinking about how I can help our coaches recruit kids and, and, and be competitive in the CAA. And uh, I'm going to be really, really happy when we finally kick this thing off. So,
1: No, and this is that, that the president is okay with us doing it. Yep, he's the on board. athletic department, guys, where college athletics is changing. And we all know it, and it's happening faster. I thought we had six, five, six years before it was going to really – not with NIL, but just with the landscape of things. And now all of a sudden USC is going to the Big Ten and UCLA, and so Texas going to the SEC. Well, speed it up, guys. Speed it up. So now this is college athletics, and this is a way that you could help Mm -hmm. every person. And, you know, there will be – it's – it's the new way of college athletics for the young people to, to benefit on top of their scholarship. And it is, I think it's pretty cool. And at our level, I, I wish we could, what is it called? Go back to when Justin was in school just so his family, you could retro whatever, however you do mm-hmm. that, whatever it's called. Right. Xander would know that word. See? <laughs> That's <laughs> that book, Education. But then, then. Justin at a school like ours, Justin, everybody would have wanted to help that one because of Absolutely. the young man that he is. Well, that's what this is. Everybody can help, and it's not just basketball, football, soccer. We have some great women's the probably the best sports are women's sports, women's basketball, field that's hockey, true. soccer, win chips all the time, yep. and you know, softballs out there doing their thing. So it's just you can help in a different way and we're super excited about the opportunity to do this for the kids and with the kids
0: yep more information coming soon we're working on it every day so we don't want you to think that uh is has kind of turned a blind eye it's just some things take a little bit of time to get going uh coach rice thank you so much uh it, it was awesome I, I think if you're a fan of monmouth university or monmouth basketball this is going to be Probably, definitely the, the best episode of this podcast to listen to. And if you're not juiced about uh, next season, then I, I don't really know what could get you excited. Uh, Gary and I will be back. We're going to break down a couple of huge uh, late season performances, NCAA track, regionals. Uh, and then um, maybe we'll preview what Gary's going to do for Memorial Day. I know he's got big plans. He's not like me. We're not just going swimming in the pool and trying to save money and and not spend money, eat peanut butter and jelly. You're going to have some big plans.
1: Let's go, Gary. What's the plans, (laughs) man? What's the plans? Yeah, maybe we should
2: have Coach Ray stick
0: around for that portion. I can't can't
2: (laughs) disclose my uh, whereabouts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Memorial Day weekend. All right, we'll be back.
2: Green Greens, New Jersey's finest indoor golf training center and recreational facility now open in the West Long Branch. The 12,000 square foot facility consists of eight track golf simulators and a huge short game area for putting, chipping, and pitching, lounges, a pro shop, and a custom fitting room. They also do club repairs, re-grips, and have regular on-site fittings with all of the top manufacturers. Located at 185 Route 36 in the Monmouth Park Corporate Center in the same building as the Monmouth University Graduate Center. Check them out online, T2Green.com. That's the number two. Follow them on Instagram, T2GreenGolfNJ. Discounts available for the Monmouth community. Get over to T2Green. Golf season is in full swing, no pun intended. And uh, Memorial Day weekend, I'm sure, everybody will be out on the course.
0: Yeah, don't look like a shame boy going out there for the first time and just hacking away. Get in. Nobody will know you're hacking away on the simulator. Only the simulator will know. Get in there and use that track, man. Edison Heating and Cooling provides full HVAC services to businesses and residents in central Jersey. Visit EdisonHVAC.com to schedule your repair for installation today. Here's the deal. Right now, it's beautiful out in New Jersey. In another, like, two weeks, it's going to be in the 80s. And there's going to be nagging to turn the air on. You're probably not going to want to do it. And you're going to turn it on, it's not going to work. Now it's going to be like 88, like four days in a row. And then you're going to call in a and they're going to say, well, I'm sorry. We'll get to you as soon as we can. But all of these people have called us because it's hot. Why would you wait until it got hot to call? Preventative maintenance. Give them a ring, have them come out, check out the system. Maybe you got an old system. There's lots of rebates. You can find that. We had a tweet go out about that. Get your air nice and nice so that, you know, you keep everybody in the household uh, nice and cool. And nobody likes being cooler than the Badger. That is absolutely
2: correct.
0: Uh, that was an awesome podcast with Coach Rice. That was great. Wonderful. And and I feel, I feel really bad that it took 51 episodes. But to our defense, he did have his own podcast. You guys had your podcast a couple of years ago um, for like 10 or – I think it was 11 or 12 episodes. So – that whole time we were kind of doing two podcasts a week. That was a that was a lot of podcasting I was doing then.
2: That was a time.
0: Um I wanted to bring this up with with Coach Rice, but I didn't get a chance to because we had already eaten up like an hour of his time, so I felt bad, but uh one of his former players uh and former staff members much loved uh has a big big deal going on today that you're going to end up going to.
2: Yeah, I'll be heading over uh, shortly here after we record this podcast. Um, beloved Hawk, uh, Josh James, who I think anybody who's ever come across is a big fan of. He's, he's the impossible
0: best. not to like, unless you are DJ Carson. So. <clears throat> yeah, I loser.
2: I hate that guy. Um, hate him. Josh graduating today from the police academy. Going to be uh, going to be on in Neptune locally um, as as a, as a police officer. So. It's definitely been a dream of Josh's for a long time. Even while he was was coaching, was was definitely starting to get the itch to, to a yeah, to police officer. Um, so it was a long process, and uh, I'm super pumped up for him to to get this journey of his career um, going today with, with his graduation from the academy.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Monmouth Track and Field sends seven down to the regionals. Evan Androwski crushes it with the seventh best throw in the javelin and he's going on to nationals. Just Unbelievable. The throw. The Bomb the, the track every year has somebody in the outdoor nationals. It's not only it's not always a field athlete. Sometimes it's an it's sometimes it's middle distance, sometimes it's sprints or, or a relay. But um I was just I took a screenshot of it but uh there was a picture of three of our guys standing in front of the board that had Evan in at, at he's a sophomore too by the way had him in that, we'll, we'll have him on the pod, had him at, at seventh place. And the schools listed above him, I don't remember them all, but it was some combination of LSU, Clemson, uh, Texas A&M, I think maybe Notre Dame, Penn State, and then like Monmouth. So, I mean, if, I, if you are a Monmouth fan, I don't know how you cannot have a tremendous amount of pride in the fact that, you know, it's, it's, Six high majors, the most money spent in the in the in the country on athletics, and then Monmouth continues to place uh, place our logo among those. So I I just think that's awesome.
2: It's great. Credit to Evan. Credit to Coach um, Coach Nelson and crew. Coach Spalding. Coach Spalding, They, they continue to to do this every year. It's it's remarkable. It's been since I've been here and before. So just uh, just incredible the way they. Continue to to send people to nationals, and he'll go down to I believe Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. um, it's in Austin, and try to win himself national championship. Right? That would be um, that would be one of the top accomplishments in the
0: history of our department. So easily. Best of luck to Evan. Easily. Um. Here's uh, the next thing up on, on my list, like a rundown. Uh, Trade Dombrowski. Dominating every, every time I get on. Twitter, and he has an outing, they tweet about it because he's just striking folks out left and right.
2: Well, there's a, there's a couple accounts The This week was the official minor league baseball, which means he had one of the best performances in all of minor league baseball. And if you know anything about minor league baseball, it's about 7,000 teams. 7,000. So. Um, so Trey came out of, the, out of the bullpen and threw five incredible innings, struck out eight guys. Um, he is tearing it up, and wouldn't be surprised to see him get promoted uh, at some point here in the... Coming weeks or where, into the summer. Where is he at? What level? Uh, he's in A-ball right now with the yeah. Fayetteville Woodpeckers.
0: Now, everybody tells me that the, the path to the majors is not through AAA. It's usually uh, through Double A.
2: Yeah, if you're good enough, yeah. I don't
0: understand that. Um, Do you just you just skip right over triple? Or is AAA more for, like, career minor league guys? Yeah,
2: it's, I mean, it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, I think guys still go through AAA prospects. But if you're good enough and you're tearing up A, AA, you're AAA- time should be pretty short-lived before mm. you're ready ready to roll um, and plus Trey is a um Trey's a college kid as opposed to high school kids so kids get drafted at 18 they have a number of years of development before you try to get out to the major leagues Trey spent three years here at Monmouth. so there, there's a little bit more of a, of a uh, fast track for him like he's, he's yeah. already into his 20s let's let's get him going let's get him up to uh to the big club but one of the uh, one of the Astros accounts that must follow their uh, prospects and minor leaguers is all over Trey and video of all of his addings and all that.
0: So. That's awesome. Yeah, so get on, get on Twitter. Um, that's really, the, the even with Elon screwing it up, it is the best uh, social media. Get on Twitter. You can find tons of, of videos of him just striking out people left and right. Uh, I try to retweet him every time I see him. Uh, g- golf adding June 12th coming up, huge event for Monmouth Athletics, raised over $200,000 last year. That money goes directly to the athletic department. Um, it's used mostly for enhancement to try to, you know, make our student athletes um, time here at Monmouth, you know, even more special than it already is. Uh, there are sponsorships. There are very, very limited spots open to play in it. Uh I don't want anybody to have sticker shock. It is at Matita National. This is not, you know, we're not going to Bel Air in, in Wall Township there. It, it's um it's probably the nicest course. Would you say it's the nicest course below the Driscoll Bridge in New Jersey? You're you play many more courses than I do. You have uh, much more money than I do and much more time.
2: Yeah, I mean with the unknown of of Pine Valley, which is supposed right. to be like this incredible. Augusta National-esque place but nobody. It's not even on GPS. You can't even find it on a map. Oh, it's um, like a secret. Other than that, but Tita the Conk's as nice as I've seen, um, especially in this part of New Jersey. It's its incredible. It's an immaculate course. They treat us well. Treat us great. Um, if anybody's listening, if anybody has an extra spot they're for some
0: Gary's looking to play. Uh, I'm looking to play. So. Gary's looking to play. I will yeah. not
2: help you win uh, any type of <laughs> tournament. But I will also not help you lose.
0: There's so much cheating that goes on at those guys. There's so much cheating. So much BSing and cheating. But seriously, though, uh, yeah, it's it's not cheap to play in. But um, the best way to do it is go to whatever corporation you work for and say, hey, listen, this is tax deductible. And uh, cough up whatever it is. Sponsor something. Get in there. Get a twosome. Maybe you don't have any friends. You have Gary play with you. It'll be a lot of fun. He gets very mad at himself when he misses golf shots. So that's kind of fun to watch. I'm very mad. Um, he should just be bad like me. And then you're like, Oh, very competitive. Then you don't really take the bad stuff. You're just happy with the good stuff. Although I get mad too. Uh, so that's, that, that's monmouth golf Did I lie about that? Uh, you're in charge. Yeah. I work for you. My, well, there's a couple ways to get to it. There's monmouth.edu backslash golf outing. I think it is monmouth golf Uh, but there's, a uh, all the ways you can do things, uh, and if if you absolutely, we have a couple spots left just for golfers, uh, but like I said, it's um it's not cheap, but it's uh, it's an outstanding uh, philanthropic effort, and you will get an opportunity to play in a course that most of us do not have. A, I don't even get to play, although I might have to weasel into somebody's foursome. Uh, finally, the the big news of last week, and he would kill us even for bringing it up. Uh, Jeff Stapleton stepping away, retiring. Uh, I've gotten all sorts of stupid uh, emails and texts. He is not being forced out. Uh, he does not hate Monmouth. Uh, it comes down to this, and, and we'll have Monday and he can explain himself, but it comes down to it's just time. It's just 37 years in this job. I don't think people know from outside looking in is a long time. It's a grind. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of weekends. It's a lot of headaches. It's a labor and, of love.
2: And, and Jeff is is... One of the most hands-on hands-on administrators I've ever been around. Um, we, I think, are fortunate, especially us in, in communications and um, marketing and broadcasting and so forth, to see Jeff as a friend first. Um, when he was the deputy and before he was in charge, he was traveling. And uh, the people that travel to those games are us, right? It's the team and it's us. So if Jeff's jumping in with anybody, um, it was us. So we've spent a lot of time with Jeff on the road, Um He's the best. He's put in a lot to this place. He's seen every game since 1990, pretty much. It's crazy. He doesn't miss very many. I think before last season, I think he had missed like maybe four or five football games total.
0: I'm like sitting here trying to think back to
2: it. One of them was which we drove overnight to Liberty.
0: Uh, yeah,
2: he missed that one. Out of that one,
0: did he go on the crazy trip from Coastal? Yep,
2: he was on that. Yeah, I will. I'll drop in a quick story here. Um. We're at UCLA in men's basketball, opening night. Everybody, obviously, that follows this podcast knows what happened. Um, we are headed to overtime in, in a tie game uh, at Pauley Pavilion on opening night. Um, I'm sitting next to Steve Bizzazz and Eddie Acapinti there on the radio. It's my first game with men's basketball. Um, Steve is hitting me under the table every time we hit a shot. And Jeff stands up in the middle of overtime and says, uh, All right, I'll see you guys. I thought he was making a joke. No, Jeff was uh, waited as long as he possibly could to catch a cab to LAX, so he could take the red eye back because football had a noon kick at home against Presbyterian the next day.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. So that just tells
2: you what kind of dedication Jeff had to. Right. Hey, it's awesome. We're at UCLA. This is a monumental moment. But I need to be at. There are things that I need to be at the home football game to do. Nobody else can do. So I'm going to catch this red eye and listen to the last two minutes of the game on the radio in a taxi cab. It's crazy. So that's a that's a Jeff story. And and he just he goes to everything. So you know,
0: hats off to him. He is one of the best parts of this place. We're going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. Uh, I'm still going to try to make him go on a couple road trips with us next year. Yeah, Uh, we have some good ones planned. So hopefully we can get him to jump in the car with us. And and he likes all the shenanigans. Uh, Still reads a newspaper in the car sometimes. Nobody
2: loves snacks more than...
0: Loves peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's, Diet Cokes. Jeff will get in with a uh, thing of Twizzlers. He's Mm -hmm. big into Twizzlers. Those Twizzlers. So I'm going to miss him on the road. I'm going to miss him. He's been an outstanding friend and an outstanding mentor. Uh, And I think in his last four weeks here, we're going to have to have him on the podcast one more time. Uh, Maybe just to do some uh, thinking back and... Uh, I don't know. He might not. I mean, he didn't even want to really make a big announcement. He was kind of mad that we did it. Uh, but people need to know. Got anything else for us, Gary? We, are we good to head off into Memorial Day weekend?
2: I think we head off. This is a uh, a weekend that we here at Monmouth and we here in this area really look forward to. Yeah. I know that, uh, that I look forward to it every year, and uh, the weather looks to be pretty good. So with that being said, Greg... Um, I will see you on Tuesday.
0: Yes, sir. See you Tuesday.
2: This has been a production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hot Talk
0: is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Talk talk is brought to you in part by the Mammoth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility, and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org/monmouth. Let's be healthy together.